0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Scruffy Nerf Herder podcast. I'm Elise. I'm Lee Shin. And today we're going to be reviewing Joy, which is the latest film from David O. Russell and stars Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, and Bradley Cooper. Uh, if you haven't seen the film yet, again we're going to be talking some spoilers, so come back to us when you've watched the film. So, you know, the last couple of films from David O. Russell, you know, we have The Fighter, we have Silver Linings Playbook, and... um, American Hustle. American Hustle. Um, So the first two, obviously, are really, really good films. Uh, American Hustle didn't impress so much. Um, And this year... uh, Russell has, you know, it done quite a straightforward um, biopic, mm. I think, um, because, you know, this is um, a story about the lady who uh, invented the miracle mop and basically made her fortune off of inventions and um, helping other people produce their, their ideas throughout the years. Um, and I have to say that, you know, as far as David o. Russell is concerned, you know, he is an incredible director for actors. He gets incredible performances out of his actors, regardless of whether the story is amazing or not. And I think we saw that in American Hustle last year because the performances were fantastic last year. Um, but the film wasn't wasn't really up to up to par with what we know of Russell. So I, I think Joy is definitely kind of veered along those lines. You know, the story itself, the film itself, isn't as Impressive as I was, exp- I was hoping it would be, but the the performances are really, really great. Yeah,
1: and it's once again he's just you can tell he likes working with Jennifer Lawrence. She's very good in this film. Well, and um, you can
0: see that she enjoys working with yeah, him yeah. as well.
1: But I also feel that maybe you know, not that she wasn't pushed, but it's it feels like it's a role which she can kind of do now. Like that, it's that yeah. kind of role that she plays for him. You know, right, like the right. strong kind of not damaged, but the you know. Hard stuffs happened to her, and mm-hmm. but she's got the strength of character to kind of move through it, um, and I think she plays that well, mm-hmm. um, and I think she's got comfortable playing that role for him.
0: Uh, well, right, yeah, because um, you know the, you're right. Those are the kinds of roles that we've seen her play um, in her films that obviously weren't The Hunger Games or X Men, yeah. um, and you know she does do really, really well with them, and I think it's because she. You know he's able to to tap into that talent that's you know within her to be able to play those characters and they have a real connection. She has a connection with the characters. He has a connection with her as an actress and they work really really well together. Um, I think the thing that really kind of threw me off about Joy was um, not the story itself. It is an incredible story of self perseverance and you know self belief and just wanting to be better than you are. Um, but at the same time, it just, it was a very kind of straightforward, um, biopic and it wasn't really that impressive beyond, beyond the performances. Uh, the pacing was a little bit off, um, the way that it was actually structured, I don't think actually added or enhanced the film very much. Um, and I think just overall, it wasn't, it it wasn't a film that I was really excited about. I was only excited about the performances.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I think it was a strange choice to have the grandmother narrate it. Especially as she dies three quarters of the way through. It's a strange kind of narration, kind of like um, Desperate Housewives, like from beyond the grave kind of narrating.
0: Yeah, Um, the reason that the grandmother doesn't really seem like the right character to be telling the story is because she's not really in it. When yeah. you have, you know, when you have a character, normally, in this kind of film, whether it's a biopic or a historical thing or even just a complete, you know, um, story, you know, a fictional story, um, the person who is narrating it, a lot like The Great Gatsby, is uh, the main character, is the main person that you follow through the story and is there as a focal point for you to actually, you know, connect with the characters and understand them and enjoy The problem with the grandmother is she's, you know, she's there and she, you know, she keeps telling Joy, you know, you were born for something else. You were born to be special and, you know, you do this and you do that. But she only does that about three times. She doesn't seem like a big influence in her, her granddaughter's life. The person who's the big influence in Joy's life is her father, played by Robert De Niro, who constantly puts her down, constantly disappoints her, and just, you know, makes her feel like she's not worthy. And that's the character that I more connect with in terms of who's important to Joy and who is driving Joy to do something more. Her mother is another one. Her grandmother is just not really there all that much. So, you know, I don't really care so much that she dies because... If her grandmother had been a bigger presence and somebody who we connected with a little more, then her death would have been a massive moment, but instead it just kind of happened and we're expected to think to ourselves, okay, this happened in real life, so this is what pushes her to do what she needs to do, but because dramatically we don't have that connection with the grandmother and we don't see that there's a massive connection with the grandmother and joy it just doesn't do anything
1: no i agree because she she at the start she's she says you know i always thought joy would grow up to be the matriarch of the family and you know she's always the one who's creating stuff Um, But, yeah, she only says it to her two or three times. And then the times that she does... Like, directly
0: to her. And that's the only relationship we see them having. Yeah,
1: she says it at, like, the start when she's a little girl. And then when she's older, she then says, you know, oh, you can't give up, I believe in you. And Jeff Love's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I agree. Her death... And also, it just makes it when she takes the phone call that something's happened and she runs back in. I didn't instantly assume it was the grandmother who died. No. I, I thought maybe it was her dad, or maybe it was her mum, another character that we've seen a fair amount of. Um, but then very quickly, kind of guess it's probably going to be the one person who supported her.
0: Uh, well, right, exactly. Because, but we guessed that because that's just the way these films work. It wasn't through any kind of um, you know character building thing that we saw. You know, with, you know, starting from the script. You know that built the connection between Joy and her grandmother. Yeah. It's literally just because okay, this is a trope of these films, so therefore that's what we're going to guess. Yeah, and that's what it was. And I
1: I don't know whether the film would be made better if 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 um Joy was narrating it. I mean I I understand you might not want her to because then it might seem a bit kind of like hey look at me I I you know I was I was in debt I was looking after all my family I had a rubbish job. And then I overcame it all to become, you know, the self-made success.
0: And see, the thing is, I even question whether you need the narration at all. I mean, it's the big thing about voiceovers is whether you need it or not, and whether the voiceover is there just to bulk out a really weak script. Because that's the one thing that we're taught in film school. If you can do without a voiceover, if you can tell your story without having that omniscient narrator being a voiceover do it and find clever ways to do it. And what you understand from those films that tend to have an omniscient narrator that are weaker is that the script was just weaker, the story wasn't really understood yeah. and therefore they felt they had to have that narrator in there. You know, the you know the the voiceover is more like a crutch and I definitely felt it was that way in this film. Yeah,
1: it was almost like it was there just to remind you when things are going badly. Don't worry, it'll be fine because she's she's gonna she's destined for great things.
0: Exactly because the thing is like it had really really great moments down to the performances yeah. like that very first time when when Joy is selling her mop on QVC, she's already had that disappointment where they got somebody else to try to to try to sell the product. It didn't take because the guy didn't know what he was doing and it was just a total flop. She comes on and she says, let me do it. And she does it, and she they suddenly get loads of sales, and things are happening, and the phones are ringing and she and she could see her on stage just going, "Oh my God, how is this happening to me?" You know at that moment, I started to get a little teary, and because of the very first bit of the film where I was really kind of you know indifferent to it, I was really surprised that I got i got I got a little teary at that moment. Yeah. It's because it's a massive moment, and it's it's those kinds of moments. That make a David O. Russell's film so good. That make you know because Jennifer Lawrence in that scene is brilliant, and the only problem is the rest of the script, the rest of the structure, is completely lets down those moments of triumph.
1: Yeah, and and it's strange, isn't it? Because I almost feel that if you add in more scenes between her and her family and friends, the film would definitely start to drag. Mm-hmm. But you then fall into the trap where. I even think Peggy as a character, her, her, her half-sister... Yeah. um, You know, they have a very kind of, you know, uh, not rough relationship, but, like, Peggy clearly doesn't... is very jealous of Joy. Yeah, very um, much so. And uh, you just... you kind of... Again, it just felt like quite a stereotypical kind of character. I, again, I know this kind of all happened. Mm-hmm. um, But it just felt very much like, oh, okay, she hates her. Whereas at the start, you kind of see them... You kind of see, playing you together and see, see Peggy watch being Joy. kind of apathetic yeah. about what Joy's doing. And then it was just kind of like, oh okay, she really just doesn't like a Yeah. And I understand again she's trying to prove herself to be, you know, as good, if not better than Joy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And jealous that Joy's getting all the success out of it. Um and when she tries to do stuff, things fail. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I just thought that it was very much, you know, you don't really get to see those two interact too much.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of that is, you know, because you can't have a lot of, you know, in a a runtime that long, which isn't really that long for this kind of film, um, you can't really have... You know, as many of those scenes as you would probably like to because you have to show the progression of what she does and how her character builds from what she does. Um, but I think actually a lot of it in terms of this film and in terms of Joy's character, a lot of what she does and why she does it is based on wanting to help her family, not help herself, help her family. And so those scenes really fit into what motivates her to do what it is that she does and how she does it and how tenacious and determined she is. Um, but at the same time, I think they spent a lot of time if, especially if they were going to use the, you know, the grandmother as the support system and as the person who believes in her and eventually as the narrator of the whole thing, you know, if that's what they were going to do, they spent a lot of time focusing on her mother, focusing on, on her mother and her relationship that builds with the with the plumber, her dad building this, you know, this relationship with this really rich widow. And, you know, there there's a lot of time spent with different characters that, you know, kind of show the basis of where Joy wants to rise above. But at the same time, you have to show those scenes that have Joy's support system and mm-hmm. have her being you know, being being pushed and supported by somebody else and it didn't have that it felt like she was just striking out on her own and yet the person who was doing the vo- the voiceovers was meant to be the person who believed in her
1: yeah yeah completely completely
0: so i think that there were a lot of structural things as well like a, a lot of the flashbacks um i think were done you know they you know they, they were all right but at the same point i'm almost you know i'm almost wondering how much of those flashbacks were actually needed. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, it set, you know, some of them were needed, you know, to show, to show the relationship between her and her ex-husband who, you know, is, is like her, her best friend and somebody else who supports her and believes in her, you know, doesn't want to listen to her father because her father is useless. Um, you know, so you want to see the relationship there, and you want to see that start and where it kind of finishes at the end of the film, which is where they are best friends. um But you know, I think some of the structure work was not quite done as well as it could have. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that. I, I thought the probably the best bits are. are... The areas with QBC and Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, you know. Definitely. When it was kind of, it was a lot more pacier and a lot more kind of, obviously, with QBC what they were trying to do. And that different world to where Joy is when she first meets Bradley Cooper. But I thought he was great in it.
0: He was fantastic. And again, you know, Bradley Cooper's one of those actors who, if you're, you know, if he's in a film. Because he's really only in this film for about a total of a half an hour, maybe. You know, he's he's in it for as little of it as I think I've ever seen Bradley Cooper in one of David O'Russell's yeah, yeah, films sure. um, that he's been in at least. Um, but when he's there, he has such an energy yeah. and he has a presence to him. And especially with this character who is... All over the place, but he's so in control. All over the place, and he knows what he's doing. He knows what you know. He knows what has to be done. He can multitask. You know, you know, f- you know. Phones ringing, getting the talent on stage to be able to yeah. Respond that, that that whole area and, was great. Yeah, and that that's some of the best filmmaking as well that's yeah. done. You know, because the cinematography is very fluid and it's not as stationary as it had been throughout. You know, the beginning part of the film, and I think the beginning part of the film. Lulls you into this kind of sedated state because it is so just kind of blah 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 blah, flashback blah 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 blah, flashback, and then yeah, you get to QVC, you get Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper working together again, and it brings those those bits of the film to life. and I only wish there were more parts of the film that focused on that.
1: But yeah, and 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 again, it kind of. Really, I know it's all about the kind of creation of, of that invention that then you know, um, moved it on and and gave her the success. But all of a sudden it was like, and then she went off to live in a massive house and she came. Oh, by the way, she came up with all this other stuff. Yeah. Um. And then you see her helping out someone else. And then it Bradley Cooper of... shows up, says some stuff to her, and yeah. then it kind of ends. It's a bit.
0: Yeah, some stuff that isn't quite clear. You know, he said. You know, he says something. That you know, we've heard them say in a previous scene, um, and you know, from there, you know, there's a lot of talk about you know the Home Shopping Network, and it's all Home Shopping and blah blah blah. Um, and so the gist of that that I get is that he's trying to get her to still you know remember him in case QVC fires him and he has to go to, you know over to Home Shopping Network or something like that, or if it's going to be absorbed and he gets fired, can he you know come you know at least know that he has some kind of friend within her own corporation that's the gist that i got it from it but it wasn't really that clear but that whole ending bit is really like let's just wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up
1: yeah because like oh here's her family they tried to like all of this stuff it it moved through it so quickly um and it was very strange in the sense that I know you have to, you know, kind of give a kind of coda and say, you know, this is what happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it then ended with, like, but how could she know that when she was walking down Texas? It's, like, really weird to then drop it back to her walking down the road in Texas. Yeah, after she um, had
0: just blackmailed the person who was basically, you know, stealing money from her.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, well, I wouldn't say blackmailed, but, yeah. Um seems like he was doing fraud. Uh, but still, um... Yeah, it, it was just a bit of a strange kind of, um, kind of. Uh, w- it was a weird jump to show what happens and then cut back to her mm-hmm. still being there. Um, but yeah. Again, that's down to that's down to the structure. I mean, I, I, I wonder whether they felt they had to, you know, still end it with Jennifer Lawrence being, you know, in the rise of young of, of, and, and yeah, vivacious, rather and still, than at the know, end, w- you know, looking.
0: Yeah you know the way she had throughout the entire film. Yeah, I don't know. Um I think I um, I think a lot of what really disappoints with Joy for me is the structure. You know, the script is is fine. Um you know, Jennifer Lawrence has some really really great lines and some really really great moments that are made just better by the fact that she's really really good. Um but I think all of the other characters, you know, they they were you know, they were fine. But there wasn't as much to them as there was her. Um, the only person who I thought had a really good, um, you know, kind of backstory and someone he, connect, he could connect with was actually her ex-husband. And it's because he has a relationship with her. And you can see the relationship developed from, you know, being you know, being kind of, like, really apathetic towards each other, like, you know, he's still living in her basement because he doesn't have a proper job and he doesn't want a proper job, and then going, you know, from him being that way to actually, like, being massively supportive of her and being, like, you know, the person that he ends up being, um, and, you know, I think it's because he has a relationship with her that actually makes you connect with him a little bit more, and, you know, especially when, um, uh, her, her father and, um, her father's uh lover tried to really take her down a notch and say oh well you know we can't do this because of this copyright and he's you know in 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 the background going i told you you shouldn't have done this i told you you shouldn't have done this but you know we you know we can do this and we can do this and we can do this you know he's still there you know, being being her backbone and being the person who yeah, actually sure. you know wants to help her through. So I think he's the the only other person that I really wanted to form a connection with and really cared to form a connection with beyond Joy and uh, Bradley Cooper's character. What? But I think you know Bradley Cooper's character was quite one-sided as well. Yeah,
1: but then I thought um you know I thought her best friend Peggy was was good as well, um because right. again she she's the one who saves Joy in the QVC you know um when she Jackie yeah Jackie Oh, sorry not Peggy Jackie I don't know why I said Peggy um but I uh yeah so I because when when Joy's at QVC and she's kind of stalling they get mm-hmm. the phone call and then she's as soon as Joy knows who it is then obviously it helps her uh become and she and she's her consistent kind of friend yeah through it. definitely but even right? then she like they show her at the start mm-hmm. and then as a little kid saying oh she was best friends with her and then she doesn't she she doesn't show up for like, you know, half an hour. Right. And when she's at the door, I was like, "Who are you?" Oh, right. okay. Oh, then suddenly they're having this conversation about, and she's talking about something. And you're like, oh, okay. You're you know you're Jackie. Um. But I think once she was in it, she was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's a uh, you know Dasha Polanco from. Uh orange is the new black yeah, yeah, um so you know it's good to see her branching out because then you know yeah. she's she's quite good as well um but yeah no they had a very good dynamic they, they had a very good relationship going throughout the film um but yeah i think just you know that that's a testament to david o. russell being really really good with his actors yeah and being able to you know talk to them about their backstories and you know be, and be able to work with them through those backstories. What do you like? What don't you like? What do you think, you know, what you know? How, how do you think this should affect this? And, you know, he's very, very good at doing that, and therefore his actors really respond to that. And so you get really good performances like Jennifer Lawrence, like Bradley Cooper from a film like this, which is just kind of mediocre.
1: Yeah, I, and, and that's it though, isn't it? I, I think... I think the acting's great, but the story isn't.
0: Yeah. And I think just the structure, you know, the way that the film was edited and put together and, you know, just the whole, the whole voiceover bit, you know, I, I just inherently have a problem with voiceovers because if they don't really, really make the story like, you know, the big, big you know, film that a voiceover really, really works is the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. You know, that's one where it enhances the story. It, it helps the story to work because the story in itself is already working really, really strong. Sure. And so the voiceover just carries it through and actually makes the film, you know, really, really work. Whereas in Joy, it, it it feels to me as though the voiceover is there to pull us through a story that isn't that strong. And the
1: thing is, I would have less of a problem with the voiceover if the grandmother hadn't died.
0: The, yeah. The fact and...
1: that she dies midway through and then continues the narration all the way through, mm. even to when Joy is a lot older, is still just really weird to me.
0: Yeah, I think that's the whole idea of the omniscient nar- narrator, though. But again, I think that if Joy had been the, the narrator, then it would have just been a little bit better because then you can get into her head. Sure. Whereas, you know, the grandmother can't really get into her head. She can just give this rosy opinion of her granddaughter, which doesn't really help the story. Yeah. It re- and, and it really doesn't help the the script and the story progression to actually be strong yeah. whereas if you have jennifer lawrence doing that voiceover you know it really puts you in her head and if you want to do a voiceover that's the character who should have done it in this film yeah, sure. but yeah i just think the whole thing is just a little bit disappointing but really really great performances yeah, all around definitely. and you know hallmark of david o russell's films
1: yeah
0: so that is our review of joy uh join us next time for our next review you've been listening to the scruffy nerf herder and we'll catch you next time